Section 18 of Marty and a Voyage Thither. Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by James K. White. Marty and a Voyage Thither, Volume 2, by Herman Melville. Chapters 85 through 87. Chapter 85. They Depart from Serenia. At sunrise we stood upon the beach. Babalanja thus. My voyage is ended, not because what we sought is found, but that I now possess all which may be had of what I sought in Marty. Here tarry to grow wiser still. Then I am Alma's and the world's. Taji, for Yila thou wilt hunt in vain. She is a phantom that but mocks thee. And while for her thou madly huntest, the sin thou didst cries out, and its avenger still will follow. But here they may not come, nor those who, tempting, track thy path. Wise counsel take. Within our hearts is all we seek, though in that search many need a prompter. Him I have found in blessed Alma. Then rove no more. Gain now, in flush of youth, that last wise thought, too often purchased by a life of woe. Be wise, be wise. Medea, thy station calls thee home. Yet from this isle thou earnest that, wherewith to bless thy own. These flowers that round us spring may be transplanted, and Odo made to bloom with amaranths and myrtles, like this Serenia. Before thy people act the things thou here hast heard, let no man weep, that thou mayest laugh, no man toil too hard, that thou mayest idle be. Abdicate thy throne, but still retain the sceptre. None need a king, but many need a ruler. Mohi, Yumi, do we part? Then bury in forgetfulness much that hitherto I've spoken. But let not one syllable of this old man's words be lost. Mohi, age leads thee by the hand. Live out thy life, and die calm-browed. But Yumi, many days are thine, and in one life's span great circles may be traversed, eternal good be done. Take all Marty for thy home. Nations are but names, and continents but shifting sands. Once more, Taji, be sure thy Yila never will be found, or found will not avail thee. Yet search, if so thou wilt, more isles thou sayest are still unvisited, and when all is seen, return and find thy Yila here. Companions all, adieu. And from the beach he wended through the woods. Our shallops now refitted, we silently embarked, and as we sailed away the old man blessed us. For a time each prow's ripplings were distinctly heard, ripple after ripple. With silent steadfast eyes Medea still preserved his noble mien, Mohi his reverend repose, Yumi his musing mood. But as a summer hurricane leaves all nature still and smiling to the eye, yet in deep woods there lie concealed some anguished roots torn up. So with these. 
much they longed to point our prows for Odo's isle, saying our search was over. But I was fixed as fate. On we sailed as when we first embarked. The air was bracing as before. More isles we visited. Thrice encountered the Avengers, but unharmed. Thrice Hatya's heralds but turned not aside. Saw many checkered scenes, wandered through groves and open fields. Traversed many vales, climbed hilltops whence broad views were gained. Tarried in towns, broke into solitudes, sought far, sought near. Still Yila, there was none. Then again they all would fain dissuade me. Closed is the deep blue eye, said Yumi. Fate's last leaves are turning. Let me home and die, said Mohi. So nigh the circuit's done, said Medea. Our moral sun must rise o'er Odo. Taji, renounce the hunt. I am the hunter that never rests, the hunter without a home. She, I seek, still flies before, and I will follow, though she lead me beyond the reef, through sunless seas, and into night and death. Her will I seek, through all the isles and stars, and find her whate'er betide. Again they yielded, and again we glided on. Our storm-worn prows now pointed here, now there, beckoned, repulsed, their half-rent sails still courting every breeze. But that same night, once more, they wrestled with me. Now at last the hopeless search must be renounced. Yila, there was none. Back must I hie to blue Serenia. Then sweet Yila called me from the sea. Still must I on, but gazing whence that music seemed to come, I thought I saw the green course drifting by, and striking against our prow as if to hinder. Then, then, my heart grew hard, like flint, and black like night, and sounded hollow to the hand I clenched. Hyenas filled me with their laughs. Death-damps chilled my brow. I prayed not, but blasphemed. CHAPTER 86 THEY MEET THE PHANTOMS That starless midnight there stole from out the darkness the iris flag of Hautia. Again the sirens came. They bore a large and stately urn-like flower, white as alabaster, and glowing as if lit up within. From its calyx, flame-like, trembled forked and crimson stamens, burning with intensest odors. The phantoms nearer came their flower as an urn of burning nitre. Then it changed and glowed like Persian dawns, or passive was shot over by palest lightnings, so variable its tints. The night-blowing Sirius, said Yumi shuddering, that never blows in sunlight, that blows but once, and blows but for an hour. For the last time I come, now in your midnight of despair, and promise you this glory. Take heed, Short time hast thou to pause. Through me, perhaps, thy Yila may be found. Away, away, tempt me not by that, enchantress Hatia. I know thee not. I fear thee not, but instinct makes me hate thee. Away, my eyes are frozen shut. I will not be tempted more. How glorious it burns, cried Medea. I reel with incense. Can such sweets be evil? Look, 
Look, cried Yumi, its petals wane and creep. One moment more, and the night flower shuts up forever the last, last hope of Yila. Yila, 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 bade three vengeful voices far behind. Yila, Yila, dash the urn. I follow, Hautia, though thy lure be death. The serious closed, and in a mist the siren prow went on before, we following. When day dawned, three radiant pilot-fish swam in advance, three ravenous sharks astern. And full before us rose the Isle of Hautia. Chapter 87 They Draw Nigh to Flozella As if Marty were a poem and every island a canto, the shore now in sight was called Flozella Anina, or the last verse of the song. According to Mohi, the origin of this term was traceable to the remotest antiquity. In the beginning, there were other beings in Marty besides Mardians, winged beings of pure minds and cast in gentler moulds who would fain have dwelt forever with mankind. But the hearts of the Mardians were bitter against them because of their superior goodness. Yet those beings returned love for malice and long entreated to virtue and charity. But in the end, all Marty rose up against them and hunted them from isle to isle, till at last they rose from the woodlands like a flight of birds and disappeared in the skies. Thereafter, abandoned of such sweet influences, the Mardians fell into all manner of sins and sufferings, becoming the erring things their descendants were now. Yet they knew not that their calamities were of their own bringing down, for deemed a victory the expulsion of the winged beings was celebrated in choruses throughout Marty. And among other jubilations, so ran the legend, a pain was composed, corresponding in the number of its stanzas to the number of islands. And a band of youths, gaily apparelled, voyaged in gala canoes all round the lagoon, singing upon each isle one verse of their song. And Flozella being the last isle in their circuit, its queen commemorated the circumstance by new-naming her realm. That queen had first incited Mardi to wage war against the beings with wings. She it was who had been foremost in every assault, and that queen was ancestor of Hautia, now ruling the isle. Approaching the dominions of one who so long had haunted me, conflicting emotions tore up my soul in tornadoes. Yet Hautia had held out some prospect of crowning my yearnings. But how connected were Hautia and Yila? Something I hoped, yet more I feared. Dire presentiments, like poisoned arrows, shot through me. Had they pierced me before, straight to Flozella would I have voyaged, not waiting for Hautia to woo me by that last and victorious temptation but unchanged remained my feelings of hatred for Hautia, yet vague those feelings as the language of her flowers. Nevertheless, in some mysterious way seemed Hautia and Yila connected. But Yila was all beauty and innocence, my crown of felicity, my heaven below, and Hautia my whole heart aboard. Yila I sought, Hautia sought me. One openly beckoned me here, the other dimly allured me there. Yet now was I wildly dreaming to find them together. But so distracted my soul, I knew not what it was that I thought. 
Slowly we neared the land. Flozella Anina. An omen? Was this isle then to prove the last place of my search, even as it was the last verse of the song? End of section 18. Recording by James K. White, Chula Vista.